Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad you joined us today, whether that's on video or listening via audio. Bob, what do you got for us today? Well, I have a lot better subject today than I did last week. Last week was the number one reason for financial failure, and that's not ever fun to talk about, Sean. Right, right. (laughs) I don't like talking about that, but we needed to. But today we're going to talk about the number one reason for financial success. So I guess we could just say this is part two of the number one reason behind financial failure and success. Hey, that's pretty good. I like that. We could have maybe we could have done that at one time, except it would have been an hour. It would have been show. a long program. Yeah. yeah. So, so last week we covered the number one reason for financial failure in detail, which is procrastination. Oh, I, for, I forgot to look oh. it up ahead of time. <laughs> I, I thought I'd have time before this. Procrastination. I know it. <laughs> You know, and the things that people will procrastinate on, we talked about that last week, and they'll procrastinate. This is the, the first one's a really big one. We're not going to go all over them again. We're just going to touch on them, yeah. is getting their estate plan done. That's right. I, 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 this all, is, I think this it, is it's the just one, one thing one. after another. Yeah. It's just one thing after another. I just can't yep. ever get around to that. You know, it's Christmas is coming, and after Christmas I've got the next thing, then it's taxes, then the kids on yep. vacation. It's always something. And all of a sudden it's Christmas again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it keeps going. So the second one yeah. is saving and investing early enough and consistently. The I key is early. Exactly. Enough. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and, and I, one that I've seen, unfortunately, with those that are left behind, is not having enough life insurance for the, a younger breadwinner when they That's have right. children. That's right. So... I want you to have lots of life insurance. No, don't. We, <laughs> Jenna has enough. Jenna, Jenna's got enough to take care of her. <laughs> okay, I want enough. I want you to have enough in case something were to happen oh, to no, you. Oh no, no, so yeah. That's, no, that's what I, that's what I, I mean. make the program with. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you'd find somebody. But um, see, see, the key is Bob. That at least this was what you know. I remember uh, when I was going through the whole life insurance thing. Is you want enough to make sure you take care of the family. But you don't want to be tempting, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want you to look at that going, well, you know, yeah. he'll be with the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't, you act up, you're yeah. out of here. <laughs> so, so if you've not seen last week's program, we would definitely advise you, you know, recommend you go back and see it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so today, today, let's cover the number one reason for financial success. success. Yeah. But, you know, first, I think it's important that we look at what financial success looks like. That's right. Okay. Because so I'm sure everybody thinks of something different, but yeah. we're, we're going to cover some areas that we feel are applicable to, you know, pretty much everybody. So. Yeah. So number, number one, uh, a 65 to 70-year-old can retire because they started saving and investing early in life and didn't procrastinate. So that's one example. There's that word again from last week. So don't procrastinate. Yeah. That that helps. Yeah. (laughs) And I tell you, when I I meet these 65 or 70-year-olds or even 60-year-olds, they come in and and you'd be surprised. I mean, the majority of them have over a million dollars. But they started 30, 35 years ago. Yeah. And they were just so consistent in how they did it. They weren't trying to get rich quick. Right. It's that consistency. It was that, that scriptural principle. He saves little by little, makes it grow. That's right. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, the second one I think is a, is a, a financial success is when an unexpected expense comes along, like a major repair, your air conditioner mm -hmm. breaks, you, mm -hmm. you need a new car, or even you lose your job, or yeah. maybe a health emergency comes along, and you have enough in cash reserves. Yeah, cash that's reserves right. to cover it. That is so important, and that's um, that's something a lot of people fail to do is to yeah. build their cash reserves. You know, Sean, I even um, noticed that uh, a lot of people, they'll, they'll build up their 401k, but then they forget to build the cash reserves. That's right. So I recommend doing both at the same time, yep. not one or the other. That's right. Okay? Yeah. All right. And when it comes to like your individual IRA or things like that, maybe you do outside of your work plan. You know, it's one of the things that when people come in and they uh, maybe they sold a home recently and they mm -hmm. downsized. Yeah. And, and they say, oh, I've got, you know, $200,000 left over that I can invest. And the first question I always ask is, great. Well, how much do you have in your cash reserves? And I, it's, it's crazy in my short time compared to yeah. yours, right. how many times it's happened where they don't have a cash reserves or it's very, very little and say, like, okay, well then you don't necessarily have 200, maybe you've got 150. Yeah. Like, but you need to look at your expenses and like, that's just one of those things. Like we said, like if you have everything in an IRA and everything in a 401k and you have that unexpected expense come along, you're not going to be in a good spot. Especially so. it's crazy to have cash reserves uh, right now if you're in this bear market. So, mm -hmm. you know, not in, the investments are not considered cash reserves. Right. It's, it's a complete separate thing. Yeah. You know, this other one is kind of an ironic thing. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a flip on what success is because it's not success when somebody unexpectedly dies. But it's when someone unexpectedly dies and they have their state plans in order. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a nice thing. Uh, I see it more times than not that their estate plan is not in order. Yeah. So, so think of that as financial success to, mm -hmm. to get your estate plan and don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> so number four, a breadwinner unexpectedly dies and has enough life insurance to financially care for the family in their absence. Yeah. And fortunately, we've had some of these too. Yeah. Uh, where, I mean, you know, we just did a life insurance analysis yesterday. Austin and I were doing one and, and, uh, for a breadwinner, 42 mm -hmm. years old, um, let me see, they make about 105000 a year, and uh, they had, I think it was about 120000 mm -hmm. saved up in their uh, 401ks and different savings. And when the life insurance analysis came out, we thought we were reading the numbers wrong. You know what it said that person needed if they were to die next year? No. $1.8 million in life insurance. And how much did they have in life insurance? About 100000 so they're a little low. They're a little yeah. low, yeah. But then again, I've seen where there have been unexpected deaths where the, the breadwinner did have a million and a half. Yeah. And it really took the pressure yeah. off of the remaining spouse. And one of the things too, I, I think would be good for our viewers, listeners, when you talk about life insurance, it's far more important earlier in your career, earlier in your life, because typically you're, 20 something and 30 something year old isn't going to have a whole lot of investment saved. Right. Up. It's just, it's just not very common. Right. I mean, it maybe if you, uh, you know, went to law school or doctor and you graduated early and you, maybe you could build up really quick, but for most people, they don't have a lot for investments. So having that larger life insurance, even if it's a 20, 30 year term, super cheap when you're twenties and thirties, but that helps while you have time because you're of course, diligently saving and investing, yeah. you know, during this time that yeah. you kind of help, cover that difference so then as you get older you don't need the life insurance as much because you've been able to build up your assets i tell you what i'm going to do and garrett i want you to remind me of this i'm going to uh put together a uh, chart 
that we can put up when we're showing yeah. this because you really your life insurance is up here when you first it, start and yep. then it goes down that's exactly and, what and, i was and thinking your of, savings yeah. is going up and i'll show a chart uh, and that's one of the reasons behind buying term and investing the rest, exactly. which was a really big deal about 30 years ago when that came out because it used to just be whole life life insurance. Yeah, or which is incredibly expensive. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you if you buy that longer term when you're younger and then, like you said, you invest the rest yeah. and that makes a big difference. So as that life insurance is getting closer to expiring, you're slowly building up your assets. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, so. and I, that, that chart will really put yeah. this in perspective. Okay. And one of the last things I, I looked at, but there's so many other ways of looking at Yeah, these are really just five. Right. We, we've, we figured these were good, you know, broad overview. And I've seen this personally um, in our family when my wife got cancer and we had disability insurance coverage mm. and she was could no longer work. And we had that, that disability coverage that covered her salary yeah. while she was uh, getting her uh, cancer treatment. That's right. Now we'll yeah. say we're we're up at, we're we're heading towards five years of being cancer free now. So Amen. we're really excited about that. People ask all the time how Rachel's doing, and she's doing really really well. So I'm glad to gl we're we're fortunate and, and very happy to say that. So some of the things financially successful people do are they do not procrastinate. <laughs> I know we've said it a lot, but they and they save consistently. Yeah, they invest wisely and diversify. They know where their money is going and they track it. Yeah, budgeting. They, mm -hmm. okay. they can give and help others in need. I think that's very important. It is. Yeah. That's they, right. have a, they have a good financial plan in place that is so important. We'll help put that together for you that's as right. a fiduciary-based advisor. They also try to educate themselves about how money works. And if you watch this program every week, you will definitely get educated. That's right. I think this, what we say, what which podcast? episode is this 135 135 should yeah. be yeah. 135 episodes so if you haven't listened to all 135 go do it <laughs> uh, maybe just little by little yeah 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 maybe yeah, yeah you, there you go little by little not don't don't have this you know what are they they, they do that with netflix like yeah, you, you watch an entire you don't need to binge, binge watch our, yeah, our podcast don't, episodes don't binge watch it will bring brain damage to you so <laughs> too much overload right and then the last one is seeks wise counsel and advice so the number one reason for financial failure is procrastination. The number one reason behind financial success is wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge. Sean, if you'll read that first chapter of Proverbs, it's sure. not really long, but I love that first chapter. Yeah. It talks about that. We'll do. Proverbs uh, 1, 1, the, the Proverbs, whole chapter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So smart people don't despise it. That's right. They like that wisdom and instruction. In Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Amen. You know, we want to help you be financially successful, and we want to come alongside you in this journey in life. Uh, Christian Financial Advisors, we are a fiduciary-based advisor, which is so important because 
we work for you. We're only paid by you. We're, we're never paid any commissions, so we have no conflict of interest. There's not any trails paid to us. There's no corporate giant pushing us to sell a certain product or a certain stock or a certain mutual mm -hmm. fund. Our interest is your interest, and this is to help you be financially successful. So you want to talk about it? Visit us on our website at christianfinancialadvisors.com or text or call us during business hours, Central Time, uh, at 830-609-6986. Thank you for joining us and God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.